I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Bully Ball Podcast on the Gold Standard Podcast Network. Jason Aponte is sick today, so I am filling in. Rob Stats Guerrero, of course. Steph Sanchez is there looking fantastic. Fantastic hair again, as always, Steph. Thanks for uh, letting me pinch hit. <laughs> well, you know, now you, you got to use the button. You were just like, where is it? Find uh, it. And her hair. There we go. There you go. Took took forever and a day, but we finally got there. Uh, before we get rolling here, please like and subscribe to the Gold Standard Podcast YouTube channel. Please like and subscribe to the 49 Carrots YouTube channel, where you can also catch this broadcast. That's Steph's channel. And uh, all right, away we go, because surprise, surprise, Steph, we got quarterback stuff to talk about with the 49ers. Can you believe it? Oh. God, I was like, you know, so before today, you know, because we always wonder during the slow season, what are the topics? What are we going to talk about? And then I started seeing some of the quotes <laughs> on Twitter and I was like, oh, God, we're going to talk about quarterbacks again, aren't we? <laughs> but no yeah. one I'd rather do it with than you, Rob. Good, because we always disagree on stuff. I know. we. Fight. I'm, yeah. And I'm wondering if we're going to see this the same way. It would probably be like the first time that's ever happened. But. We will see. Hopefully we will. Uh, If you have any questions or comments, please hit us up in the chat. We're going to be here for a little while. So uh, we're happy to take them. Let's start with Albert Breer because I got stuff from Mayoko. I got stuff from Albert Breer. We'll start with Breer because that seems to be the fresher of the two. Albert Breer was on with Colin Cowherd, and he said a couple of things about Trey Lance that just immediately pissed me off. 
to be honest with you. The first is, quote, I think the 49ers feel like they've already given this guy, meaning Trey Lance, a lot of chances. They've already given this guy, you know, the third overall pick in the draft in 2021, a lot of chances. Your thoughts? Um, first that this guy just sounds so <laughs> it sounds kind of passive aggressive a little bit, mm-hmm. which kind of reminds me actually of uh, Adam Schefter when he uh, got slapped on the wrist for not mentioning or no, not Adam Schefter. It was Ian Rappaport who got slapped on the wrist for not mentioning uh, Trey Lance as, you know, a potential option should Brock Purdy not be ready uh, week one. To which he responded, you know, later on the Pat McAfee show and Trey Lance, I guess. <laughs> so yeah. passive aggressive. Like, what is your guys' deal with this guy? Oh, now I did it, this guy. Um, but okay, <laughs> going back, going back to the quote, um, I think the 49ers feel they've already given Trey Lance a lot of chances. I would have to disagree. I mean, I will say this though, I do understand that. A lot of the times that maybe Trey Lance could have had chances, he's gotten hurt, right? So maybe from that regard, I can understand, like, hey, like he he's gotten hurt. We can't do anything about that. But at the same time, you can't say you've given him like chances because at the end of the day, he's only had what four starts, and um, you know he hasn't had a lot of time in the few years he's been in the league, right? So. This was a guy who we knew coming out of the draft was going to need a lot of reps. Everyone knew that, even the 49ers, or so I thought, right? (laughs) And now they're in this position where it seems like, because all the national media guys are kind of regurgitating, you know, the same sort of sentiment. Uh, What we've been saying, the 49ers don't have the patience to develop him, to see what he can turn into, to, you know, go through the bumps and bruises, you know, with Trey Lance. And my sentiment on that has so far been that I think that's unfair. Uh, From the team standpoint, this is a business at the end of the day. I get it is unfair. That's like my, I guess, uh, empathy towards Trey Lance and the situation, you know, But at the same time, it is a business. I do understand that. You have Brock Purdy, who played a tremendous, uh, you know, stretch of football uh, to close out the season last year. And he absolutely deserves to be the QB1. I don't think anyone is really arguing with that. But with that, I think, comes the, um, you know, Brock Purdy is going to get that attention over Trey Lance. Trey Lance isn't going to get, you know, the consideration to be QB1 when you have a guy like Brock Purdy. So I get it from that point. I mean, when you have that, a guy like Brock Purdy, like why are you going to give Trey Lance another opportunity? You know, that doesn't make sense uh, at that point. So from the team building business side of it, I get it, but I will just keep asking the same question that I always have been asking. Then why the hell did you draft Trey Lance? It just doesn't make sense because even if Brock Purdy wasn't in the picture, you just know the 49ers would have brought in another quarterback after Jimmy Garoppolo left. They would have brought in another, you know, Sam Darnold and maybe even someone, you know, better than Sam Darnold to, you know, quote unquote, compete with uh, Trey Lance, right? Um, and it's not again, a It's not. It's not a fair fight. They've already decided that Sam's the guy. They have already decided. Sorry to cut you off. I'm just 
I could have I'm, gone on forever, so I'm glad you did. I'm infuriated by this. The idea that they've given Trey Lance a lot of chances. He has four starts. One came in a monsoon, and one he got hurt in the fourth in the first quarter. How is that a lot of chances? And don't give me training camp and practice. Give me a break with that. He was on the damn scout team for practice. That's a lot of chances. It just feels to me like they feel more and more comfortable with Brock. And I've said this forever. When people feel comfortable, the truth comes out. We also got a report over the weekend that Brock, things are so good with Brock that he's going to work out with his personal throwing guy, whoever the hell it is. And he's going to, you know, polish up his mechanics. And lo and behold, now we've got more leaking out about Trey Lance. Oh, we've given Trey Lance a lot of chances. And I just think that it just goes to show that they're done with this guy. They are. It doesn't make sense to me. I think it's unfair, but that doesn't matter. What matters is how they actually feel about Trey. And I feel like they're done with him. Which, which, by the way, mentioning that Brock Purdy is going to be throwing in, you know, whatever city he's going to be throwing with, with whoever he's going to be throwing with, it's not even newsworthy, you know, <laughs> like he was already throwing. Um, and so I think it was more so just to get the that news out that he's probably going to be ready by week one. Like, j- once again, reminding everyone, he's going to be ready by week one. Uh, this is how we feel about Trey Lance, you know, via these indirect quotes, right, from, you know, Breer and other, you know, national media guys. Feel free to, you know, give us a call. <laughs> on, <laughs> on right. the, the line is open. It, you guys didn't, you know, ring our bell, you know, during the offseason earlier during the draft, as we've heard that there was no trade market for Trey Lance. But, hey, just to remind you guys. We're open for business. Give us a call. Absolutely. We'll take you on. <laughs> and this time it was Tom Pelissero who said that Brock Purdy is headed to Jacksonville today yes. to throw the next couple of weeks with Will Hewlett and ortho specialist Tom Gormley. So, again, that's that's good news for Brock. Obviously, that means that things are going well, that that's all positive. But I don't think it's a coincidence that we got this Brock news and we also got uh, this Trey news from Albert Breer. Let's play a little bit of the Breer from Colin Cowherd because he said another thing that drove me nuts, Steph, and I may need you to talk me off the ledge. Here's Albert Breer with – oh, hold on. Sorry, I didn't have it ready on my thing. Boy, I am not in midseason form right now. Here's Breer with Colin Cowherd. The ideal thing would be to just throw him out there and live with his mistakes. But that's what the Niners were going to do last year. And that sort of ship has sailed. They know how good they are. They know the window they're in. They know they've got one of the most talented rosters in football. And so at this point, they don't really feel like they can throw a season overboard in the name of Trey Lance's development. And especially if you're talking about, well, we may only need him for four or five weeks till Brock Purdy gets back. Now you're talking about something different. You're not talking about developing the best quarterback for the playoffs. You're talking about the guy who can keep you best afloat for a month, right? That'd probably be Sam Darnold over Trey Lance at this point, right? Even if Lance has the higher ceiling. So I think a lot of different things are going into this. And it makes it much different than last year when the idea was we're going to sink or swim with them. We're going to ride out his bumps in September and October with the hope that we get a better quarterback than we had by the time we get to January. Your thoughts. Wasn't that quote or or wasn't didn't he say some of this stuff before too? Cause I remember like the the sink or swim, you know, portion and like they don't wanna uh 
throw the season overboard or something like that. Like, I feel like he's said these things before. And if it wasn't him and it was someone else, that's even more alarming. But I think uh, I think he has said these things before. Um, okay. It, I mean, it, it's clear that all of the national media guys are kind of like telling us similar things, right? Um, clearly, this is what the 49ers feel. And I've been saying for quite some time, look, the writing is on the wall. You you can see that the 49ers are heading towards eventually trading Trey Lance. And people were like, what do you mean writing on the wall? What are you talking about? There's no writing. Are you guys not paying attention? Do you guys not listen to this stuff? This is coming from the 49ers. Like, right. the 49ers talk. Like, guys in the building talk to these guys. And they are, again, just regurgitating what they are hearing more often than not, right? So I know sometimes we get pissed when it's certain guys and you're like, well, that guy's never right. Guess what? They hear it from the 49ers. So everyone points to the Mac Jones thing. The 49ers were probably, you know, going to get Mac Jones if it wasn't Trey Lance. So they were, you know, semi-right. But all that to say that this is coming from somewhere and it's coming from inside the building. Uh, I think we just got to start listening to that. I mean, it's clear as day. The The 49ers are going to be trading Trey Lance at some point. And maybe if it, if it were up to them, it seems like they want it to happen sooner rather than later, which to yeah. me is a little confusing, right? Because of all the, you know, injury um, question marks that they've had at the position uh, unreliability, um, even even Brock Purdy, like, yeah, it seems like he's going to be ready week one, but what is that going to look like, you know? Um, is is he going to be able to last a, a full season? Like, is he going to maybe suffer another injury? Uh, like, all of these things, I think it, it would be smart for them to just keep Trey Lance, you know, for me personally, but uh, it seems like they, they want this to, they want to move on. It, it seems clear as day to me. Some of us have been saying this for a long time. Cough, cough, me, cough, cough. They don't like him. I don't know why. It's dumb. It's ridiculous. John V on YouTube says they never really started with Trey. How can something end before it begins? Exactly. Think about the Bills. If the Bills had treated Josh Allen the way the 49ers have treated Trey Lance, they'd still be looking for a quarterback. It, it's just wild to me how much it has turned. And I wonder... Is there something else going on that we don't know about? Is there some off the field stuff with Trey going on that they don't like? I, I'm not saying that there is. I'm just because there. it seems like there has to be something else, some other piece of information that they have that we don't have that would justify how quickly their feelings have turned on him. Remember, they just told us that Trey Lance has looked the best he's ever looked in minicamp. The best he has ever looked. And he convinced them not to take Trey uh Brock Purdy, uh, excuse me, he convinced them not to take Mac Jones, right? So, like, there was a lot of love for Trey Lance, and then all of a sudden, whoo, the tide has gone back out, and now it's gone. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, <clears throat> you mentioned the the one thing about Trey Lance. What what was the first thing you said? Because I was going to uh, interject, but I let you finish. The you you could feel free to interrupt me anytime. Uh, that there must be a piece of information that we don't know. Yeah, is there something yeah. going so, off the field? Oh, we'll find out. Oh, when yes. we find out, I mean, like that stuff usually comes out after the fact. Once he's off the team, like we'll we'll start hearing yes. new leaks, right? All this like character assassination yep. uh, will probably take place, unfortunately for for Lance, right? And this all goes back to the like me thinking this is very unfair for you know a kid. Like he's he's so young, um, and he he didn't choose to be drafted third overall, and yet. It seems to be an omen for him that he he got drafted this high, and the team that drafted him, you know, doesn't want him. Like, make it make it make sense. It, <laughs> it doesn't it does not make any sense to me. Um, like I I almost this sounds terrible, but because I know it's going to happen eventually, I almost want the Trey Lance trade to happen sooner than later too. Because I just want to stop hearing about it. I want to stop hearing these quotes about like how the 49ers really feel about Lance. Like I'm, I'm so tired of it. Like just, if you don't like him that bad, like just trade him already, you know? Um, yeah. It, it's just, it, it's sickening. You're subscribing to one of my favorite philosophies. What must be done eventually must be done immediately. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I I think the 49ers, if if it were up to them, they would trade him right now. Like if they got a good offer that they like, the thing is like the 49ers are notorious, I think for like overvaluing uh, their guys. They did the same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, And so that they, they probably won't be happy with some of the, you know, offers that they get. Who's the other fault thing, is that, though? <laughs> right. Stop overvaluing your people and eventually just get what you can get. But I disagree with the first thing that Breer said. Why are they just assuming that they were going to lose games and that you'd be wasting a season and throwing a season overboard? I don't get that either. I've seen Mark Sanchez go to the AFC title game in his first two years as a quarterback, and I think Trey Lance is better than Mark Sanchez. Ben Roethlisberger went to the AFC title game as a rookie, I believe. I think he went 15-1, and one, something like that. Like, why are they just assuming that up oh, all hope is lost if we have to start Trey Lance? I don't I don't agree with that. Well, because this season it's a little different than last, right? Like kind of and it is what uh Coward said as well, that you know, last year they would have been willing to do it. This year they have Brock Purdy, who they know they can win games with. I guess last year was kind of the same thing because they also knew they could win games with Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. But yeah, I I don't know. So this we've given him so many chances really they're only talking about the one chance the one season that he got to start over you know jimmy garoppolo um when they brought back jimmy garoppolo two weeks before the year started so don't tell me that they were going to ride it because that's bogus and yeah no that's a great point because yeah he starts losing a couple games and suddenly jimmy garoppolo's back in there but at least then like you can sort of justify it based on 
performance, I guess, at that point. Like, oh, we're losing too many games. Okay, yeah, we get it. Switch the quarterback. But now it's it's kind of similar. It's like Brock Purdy, you know what you have in him. You know, he's he seems like the young, bright star that, you know, is the sparkle of the 49ers' eye right now. Um, and so they don't want to – why would you start Trey Lance over Brock Purdy right now? Just because, just because he was a third overall pick, right? Like if if he were to start over Brock Purdy, it would only have to be if he earned it. Clearly, and to what John Lynch said, you're not going to earn a starting job over a guy like Brock Purdy based on practices. Apparently. You're not. Uh, I want to address this real quick because Ty on YouTube says Albert Breer made it up. No, he didn't. Like, you guys got to stop with this. And I've seen it too much. Oh, Trey Lance dated Colin Cowherd's daughter and then he broke up with her. And so Colin is mad at Trey. Maybe he is. Maybe a little. (laughs) Albert Breer is not like Albert Breer. That doesn't affect Albert Breer. And I, I'm telling you, Colin Coward is not telling Albert Breer what to say when he comes on his show. I worked on Colin's show. Okay. I know like, that's just not how it works. Um, And all these people are saying, Oh, he doesn't have any sources. Albert Breer doesn't have any sources inside the 49ers. Really? You really think he Albert Breer has been an NFL insider for years. You think he has no sources inside the 49ers? I, I saw that. I saw that man work at, at the combine. Like we, we'd be out and we'd be at the same like bars that, you know, GMs were at and, and all these media guys, Albert Breer was moving from, you know, conversation to conversation with like different GMs and all that. And best believe he did speak to John Lynch and Adam Peters, a good chunk of, uh, you know, one of those nights and yet best believe that these guys open their mouths, especially when they're, you know, drinking and it's like oh, a yeah. casual conversation. So yes, they, they do talk to each other. So um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think these guys just make things up. I know we want to believe that. And I've been there before where like, I don't believe, um, you know, uh, media reports to, to my own detriment. Like I remember a long time ago, Tim K was all over the hardball thing and I didn't want to believe it. I was like, Tim K, like, he's just, he's just pissed off. Like he, he hates everyone. He hates the 49ers. Like he's just making this stuff up about hardball. It was all true. And you know why? Because he heard it straight from the 49ers. Like, come on. At some point when everyone is saying the same thing, we have to believe it. I'm sorry, Ty. I love you, Ty. But we we have to just start thinking that this is true. When when the 49ers do trade Trey Lance, what are we going to say? It was all a lie? Like, no. You're going to have to believe that all of this was true. So I'm sorry. It's not what we want to hear. But it seems like it's the truth. I agree with you completely. Just because you don't like the message doesn't mean the message isn't true. I think people really and and stop going to the Mac Jones thing. Anytime somebody, an insider says something 49er fans don't like, they say, well, he thought they were taking Mac Jones. That's their one thing to just wave away and stick their head in the sand and say they don't have to believe what is said by these reporters and by these insiders. But when it comes to a Lance trade, I think we got a little bit of a timeline on that, Steph, because Matt Mayoko was talking on the 49ers Talk podcast recently, not the most recent episode. It was the actually the episode before that. And he gave out like a pretty big hint about when, if a Lance trade is going to go down, it could happen. Here's the first of what Mayoko said. The most important part 
for him will be the lead up to that very first preseason game. I think the two practices against the Las Vegas Raiders will be huge for him because, you know, what, what he does on the practice field against the Raiders will have implications throughout the NFL. Not throughout the 49ers, Steph. Implications throughout the NFL. That only means one thing. If he has good practices against the Raiders, the Niners are going to send the film around and they're going to use that to try and get a trade for him. And this is coming from who? Matt Mayoko, the most trusted, uh, you know, 49ers source there is out there. So you guys going to say that Matt Mayoko is making stuff up too? (laughs) Um, And he said it very subtly. Like he didn't straight out say, you know, the 49ers are looking to trade Trey Lance, right? But I think this makes it very clear where the intentions are. Uh, for this team right he's not just gonna say that to say it so yeah I mean I and I agree I think those joint practices are gonna be huge um, you know for for any team that potentially might want to trade for Trey Lance if he looks good it's gonna be great I mean for the team that that's what the 49ers are hoping that they can garner up some trade interest because as of right now there is none, right? So I, I think it'll help. At the end of the day, it's still just practice. So I don't know if that's going to be enough for another team, but the 49ers sure think and hope it would be. That seems crazy to me that he's barely played since he was drafted in 2021. He's been hurt. He's coming off a major ankle injury, and yet teams are going to go line up to trade for him because he has a couple of good joint practices against the Raiders' broke-ass defense. Like, mm, I don't know about that. Carlo on YouTube says Trey has no trade value. The 49ers mishandled him for sure. Kyle is afraid that if another coach develops Trey, the fan base would call for his head. I don't agree with that last part. I think Kyle thinks he's good with Brock Purdy. So it doesn't matter what happens with Trey somewhere else. And I also think Kyle thinks that Trey's not going to amount to anything anywhere else. Cause if he was really worried about that, he would just keep him. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think that's, that's what he's worried about. I mean, in actuality, I think, uh, Kyle Shanahan probably thinks the opposite. It's like if a guy can't develop here in San Francisco, there's no hope probably for him. So I think he's fine, uh, you know, giving him to another team and seeing what what can be made of him there because I, I, I would think that Kyle would think that Lance wouldn't amount to anything somewhere else. I agree, because if you if you were worried about that at all, all you have to do is nothing. Just keep him on your team, and then that whole problem disappears. Let's hear a little bit more from Mayoko on the 49ers Talk podcast. The practices against the Raiders will be, will be very important for Trey because, hey, let's face it, the, the fact is that Trey Lance's future with the 49ers is not a given, not a in any stretch a given and if brock purdy is healthy and if sam darnold beats out trey lance for the number two job all of a sudden if teams out there during training camp are eager to get their hands on trey lance well guess what he might be available and that's not that's not no hot take that's just reality they have four NFL quarterbacks on their roster and not all four of them are going to be around. First of all, no, they don't. No, they don't. Okay. The idea that the 49ers have four starting quarterbacks in their roster is bullshit. Okay. It is bullshit. 
Sam Darnold sucks and spare me on Brandon freaking Allen. Okay. But they are telling you how the story is going to end, Steph. They're going to say Darnold beat out Trey. He wasn't good enough to beat out Sam Darnold. We're done with him. We're trading him. We'll give him a chance somewhere else. That's how this story is ending. (laughs) That's what I think is hilarious of this. Oh, like Trey Lance couldn't beat out Sam Darnold. The 49ers don't want him. Sign me up. That's what the 49ers think other teams are going to do. They're they're just going to have a line of teams interested in Trey Lance suddenly because he couldn't beat out the backup quarterback. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. And (laughs) it's almost like it would make more sense for the 49ers to hype up Trey Lance, just make him the backup just for the sake of pumping his trade value. And then look to trade him. What like wouldn't it be so terrible if he couldn't beat Sam Darnold? And then you're like, hey guys, everyone trade, trade for Lance. Right. Want Come on, guy? guys. <laughs> yeah. What like what are you even doing? I don't know. That's just to me, that's that seems ass backwards. Right. Well, think about if you were trying to sell a car and you were like, hey, does anybody want this car? It can't get around the corner, but if you want it, you can have it. Like no, that's not you fix up. None of this makes any sense. But now this is like it's one thing for this stuff to come from Breer and Pelissero and Schefter, the national guys. This is Matt Mayoko. And you may disagree with this, Steph. And I know a lot of people disagree with it. I'm telling you, he's the mouthpiece of the 49ers. Nothing comes out of Matt Mayoko's mouth that the 49ers don't want out there. Nothing. He's putting this out there. He has told you. If Trey Lance has a good joint practice against the Raiders, the Niners are shipping him out. Why do you think they've been pumping up Darnold and Brandon Allen? They, they're doing that for a reason. They're trying to grease the skids. Which they they have been known to do in the past through Matt Mayoko. And no, yeah, I I don't think he's he's a mouthpiece for the team. I don't know. That just sounds offensive. But uh, <laughs> I, I do agree that you know, he's going to say things that are okay for the 49ers. Like the 49ers would agree that it's okay for him to say those things. But I think that's also why, like, he doesn't explicitly say anything. It's almost like, you know, the comment that he made on the Raiders joint practice. He didn't, he didn't say like the 49ers are going to trade Trey Lance like outright, but he's saying that's going to be important for the the 49ers in the NFL. (laughs) Like, um and so that'll take you to other conclusions um but yeah i mean i i believe what he's saying i mean but the it's still just confusing to me i guess i i'm never gonna stop being confused in fact i need a i need a 30 30 for is it 30 30 30 for 30 30 for 30 30 on trey lance this pick like what what the hell happened I need answers like I and I don't know if I if we'll ever get them right because getting answers I think at some point is going to have to require the 49ers to admit that they were wrong and and I don't think even in the face of trading Trey Lance that they could admit that they messed up that pick well you're right because this is exactly what it's going to be it's going to be hey we weren't wrong on Trey but Sam Darnold and Brandon Allen are even better. They're They're, just too good. 
Right. It's like Trent Sherfield was too good. They had to play him over Brandon Ayuk, right? Remember that? They had to. He was just too good. It's stupid. Uh, Carlo says, I think Darnold already beat out Lance. He doesn't sign here. If he didn't have the word, he'd be the backup. At the very least, they wasted three first-round picks. Exactly. Remember what, what Sam Darnold's quarterback coach, Jordan Palmer, said? Sam Donald's going to be the guy that ends up starting there. He said that. Darn, the Niners are paying Sam Donald more than the Bucks are paying Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield has a lot more good tape out there than Sam Donald. So, again, just put the whole puzzle piece together here. And I think it's pretty obvious what's going on. I just, I'm sickened that this is how they have handled this situation. John says, Stefan Stats, we did this with Jimmy. We destroyed any possibility of moving him, whether or not they leak stuff to reporters or not. We destroy the man before we can get anything for them. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jimmy and destroyed himself. Well, you know, there. yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't think there was a lot of, you know, bad talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. I think the writing was on the wall for Jimmy for different reasons. Um, and people just kind of ran away with that. One of those reasons being, you know, all of the injuries, right? I think the Super Bowl was the the first um, mm-hmm. to get that kind of rolling. But, I mean, I think that would have happened for any quarterback who is in that same situation. I don't think 49ers necessarily had to start that narrative. Uh, if, if you lose a Super Bowl in that way, it's kind of just going to start on its own. But I, I saw another uh, great question here in the chats from Snooty Toots. He says, Kyle's ego allows him to believe he can fix Sam Darnold. Why doesn't the same thing apply to Trey Lance? Absolutely, Snooty. If you think that you can disregard 56 games of crap from Sam Darnold because the the guts of the house, so to speak, are good enough to work with to rehabilitate, why wouldn't that apply to Trey Lance? I don't get it either. I don't. uh, None of this makes sense. They they gave him they gave him chances, Rob. Remember? (laughs) Remember those six throws he had in practice on the scout team? Like, I wish I would love to sit down with Kyle Shanahan. Like he needs to be asked about this stuff. And you know, you know, someone's going to ask. So like Grant, someone like Grant would probably ask him, but you know, you're just going to get some very, you know, vague yes or no kind of answer. I would love that question to Kyle. Hey Kyle, if you think that Trey or, or that Sam can be, you know, brought up to a level that you think is good. Why don't you also think that about Trey? You know what he's going to say? He's going to say, we do think that about Trey. Because that's what they keep saying, right? That nothing has changed with Trey Lance. That they love him just as much, if not more than when they drafted him. Which just goes to show, you can't believe anything they say. Because if that was true, Sam Darnold wouldn't be competing for the backup spot. They would have, Even if they signed Sam, they would have said, Trey's the two. Which they could have done, right? They could have done all that. And we wouldn't be having all these conversations, but they deliberately chose not to. Uh, and that kind of reminds me, you know, like these national media guys, they don't really have a reason to lie about, you know, Trey Lance, about Brock, about, you know, any anything really. Coaches, GMs, they do. They do have plenty of reason to, to lie. Uh, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think when you latch on to the words of, you know, Lynch or Kyle and all the good things that they've said about Trey. I mean, we, we can't really take that for anything. Unfortunately, just because like sometimes there's always an ulterior motive, right? Um, And it is to get teams interested in Trey Lance. It is to build the hype that, yeah, he looks, he looks better than he's ever looked. Um, Which by the way, 
that's all relative, right? Like you would have to know how he looked to Kyle Shanahan, you know, right. the year prior. Same thing with George Kittle's quote of, you know, he he looks way better than he did last or significantly better than last year. You would have to know what he looked like to George Kittle last year, right? It's all relative. Um so yeah, maybe in comparison it's significantly better and maybe that is the the truth. Um but that still may not be much by uh by their standards right so this is what i used to do when i was at espn and people would leave sometimes they would put up a banner on the wall and everybody could sign it like you know you could give your well wishes if it was somebody i liked i would sign my name with a nice message if it was somebody i didn't like that i thought wasn't good at the job that i didn't want to work with anymore i would write it won't be the same without you because that's a (laughs) hundred percent true guess what it'll be better but it won't be That's the same. Savage. I'm going to do that. That's what George Kittle said about Trey Lance, right? He's looked better than he's ever looked. Well, if he stinks, if he was horrible and now he just stinks, that's technically improvement, but it doesn't mean he's good. That's what I'm saying. And like, it was so fun. Like I actually, I, Rob, I, I went to uh, conspiracy theory on that one. Like Welcome. Rob level conspiracy. When he said that quote, I went live with it. People were like, you, you've been hanging around Rob way too much. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I kind of just felt that way because I think in prior years, like George Kittle, between Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle, I mean, sorry, Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance, I think Kittle obviously preferred Jimmy Garoppolo um, for a number of reasons. And so I think him saying that about Lance was more just – you know, that same thing. It won't be the same. Won't be the same, same without, without you. Um, yeah, so it's all relative. Anything that these players say, I mean, I, I don't know. And not to say that there aren't, you know, teammates that, that don't like, you know, Trey, right? I'm, he seems like a great kid. Um, 187 says from garbage to trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But you're like, George is never going to say anything bad about a player. He's just, yeah, that's no. not who he is. He's always going to build up his guy. And I think that was his out. I think it was a way to say something nice about Trey without lying and saying, hey, he looks really, really good. He's just saying. You he can, looks I mean, if you, if you look at the, the video of him saying it, you can see the, you know, the wheels in his head turning to try to find something like, you know, think of something good to say. Um, and so I, that's how I perceived it. But anyway, <laughs> look, there was there was another quote, right, um, Rob, that and I think this one came for, from Florio. And I know a lot of people are laughing at it. They're like, Mike Florio's never right about anything. But I could actually kind of see this happening. What about you? Do you have uh, a quote? Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Yes, I'll get the quote up in a second. I just want to answer this question because Greg T asked, did anyone sign that on your sign when I left ESPN? (laughs) I didn't get a sign, Greg, because I went to NBC Sports. And so that's a that was a competitor of ESPN at the time. So there was no farewell with me. There was, okay, you took the job. 
collect your things. They they escorted me out of the building and they followed me around as I went to my desk and cleared my things because what they don't want is they don't want you like taking secrets with you, right? When you go out the door because you're going to a competitor. Little did they know, I already took everything I needed with me well before I told them that I was taking the job. And uh, it's been a little cool because I've actually been able to fill in hosting on ESPN Radio recently. So it's been cool uh, to be back. Uh, But anyway, that's neither here nor there. The quote you're mentioning from Mike Florio is that there could be a bidding war for Kirk Cousins after the 2023 season between the 49ers and the Rams. He said it on KMBR. I believe he wrote a post about it also on PFT.com. People like laugh this off. I think Kirk Cousins is a very, very real possibility for the 49ers in 2024. The only thing, the only reason that I wouldn't is because of their cap situation. It would be very, very tough for them to fit in Kirk Cousins. Um, But that being said, it's Kirk Cousins. We know how Kyle Shanahan feels about Cousins. It's, we joke about it, but it is not a laughing matter. Like it is, it is so serious. He, he loves Kirk Cousins and you know, Kyle also loves Sam Darnold coming out of the draft. He got him and he was available. You know what I mean? Like when Kyle loves players, he will find a way to get them. And so even if Brock Purdy, you know, has a good year, I am not closing the door on the Kirk Cousins possibility just because I know how much Kyle Shanahan loves him. So while a lot of people are laughing this one off and saying, well, Florio's never right wait till next off season it is going to be hell you are going to see 49ers Kirk Cousins in the same headlines so many times this off season will will feel like a dream um it, it's going to be terrible but in actuality i i wouldn't scoff at the idea just because i know Kirk Cousins would probably be the better quarterback that, you know, Kyle Shanahan has had, right? Like, I mean, I think we can mm-hmm. safely say that he has a proven uh, track record. And yeah, I know a lot of people do laugh about uh, Kirk Cousins. And last week in, when we were talking about the multiverse, I did mention the fact that I don't think Kirk Cousins has that, like, like in those big games and those big moments, you know, sometimes he folds more often than he, he doesn't. So I, I did point that out, but I would, I, I would actually like Kirk Cousins in San Francisco, just because I feel like the 49ers are one above average quarterback away from being in the Super Bowl. And that, that could be Kirk Cousins. And if you can keep him away from a, a you know, NFC West opponent like the Rams, look what happened with uh, Matt Stafford, right? It was the same situation. 49ers also interested in Matt Stafford. Rams got him. They win a Super Bowl with him. I don't want that to happen again. I, I think uh, this is – I could see this happening 100%. It's a very real possibility, and I know a lot of people would be upset about it, and I get that, but you can say what you want about Kirk Cousins. What he gives you, the 49ers have not had out of their quarterback position since Jeff Garcia was here. Kirk's going to play every game. He's going to give you at least 4,000 yards passing, and he's going to give you 30 touchdowns in a season. 49ers have not had that since Jeff Garcia was here in the early 2000s. The early 2000s. We're talking about two decades here. So you can poo-poo Kirk Cousins all you want. He's a human sweater vest. I've told him that to his face, that he's a human sweater vest. What does that mean? He's just, he has no personality. Like, he's just... (laughs) Wait, you said that to his face? Yes, I I interviewed him and I said, 
your human sweater vest. And what do you think he did? He smiled and laughed because he's a human sweater vest. I mean, to be fair, anyone who wears socks with like, um, you know, flip flops, <laughs> like is probably a sweater vest. But he has had better seasons recently than any 49ers quarterback has had in a long, long time. So you can poo poo it if you want. That that would be an upside with the 49ers. I wouldn't like it because I agree with everything you said about Cousins. But from a production standpoint, it's definitely better. Official BNA Music says, so San Francisco has a loaded roster and friendly quarterback system, but these insiders want you to believe Lance is too dumb to the bare minimum for us to succeed. I don't know about dumb, but they're telling you that the 49ers are saying they don't believe that they can do it with Lance. That even with all that stuff around him, they think that they would have to, what did Breer say? Throw the season overboard. I think also, too, the big issue with Lance is that he's he was so different than what Kyle Shanahan typically likes in his quarterbacks, and that's why I always go back to the same question. Well, why did you make the pick? But mm-hmm. looking at it now, it, it, it's also very confusing because now you see a quarterback like Brock Purdy who is, you know, actually what – Kyle Shanahan, you know, likes and wants in a quarterback. Same thing with Mac Jones. Like he was very in line with what Kyle Shanahan typically wants. Um, and then so Trey Lance is like kind of the the complete opposite in a way. And, you know, they sold us on the idea that that's why they liked him. Those were his strengths. But then, you know, when it came to the chance of choosing between what you know, what you're comfortable with and Brock Purdy and Trey Lance, or you could even say like, versus Jimmy Garoppolo, who is like, you know, the safe quarterback um, who you can win with versus Trey Lance, you know, they, they picked the, they picked the latter, right? They picked um, Jimmy Garoppolo. They picked Brock Purdy. Now they're even going to pick Sam Darnold over, uh, over that. So I think it's just the, the fit clearly wasn't there, but again, why, why then (laughs) did you make the pick? So they're, they're trying to fit a, uh, what is it? Square, Square peg, peg and round, and round hole. hole and wondering why it's not working. You know what I mean? So they did this to themselves. It reflects poorly on them. They're not going to admit they were wrong. They're just going to say, Hey, look, like we don't need him because you know, we have this other guy like Brock Purdy. You guys get that. Right. So just, you know, take, take him off our hands. Which is, yeah. And then, you know what? They don't have to admit that they were wrong. They'll no, admit they were wrong they based on what they do. That will tell us, you know, like if they never say we were wrong, okay, whatever. But when they trade Trey Lance, that's them admitting that they were wrong. So I hate, I hate all of this. Um, I wanted to get to another comment. Nico says, what about Mac Jones instead of Kirk Cousins? If he falls out with Belichick again this season, Kyle could get the quarterback he possibly wanted before. And that would happen, by the way. If, let's say... Brock's arm doesn't come back. They trade Trey Lance and the Patriots get frustrated with Mac and they're willing to deal him or cut him or whatever. If the Niners acquired him, that's absolutely what they would say. Hey, we wanted you all along. This was our plan all along in 2021, right? Just like they did with Christian McCaffrey when they acquired him. Like, hey, we wanted you back then too. That will absolutely happen. And I don't know. Would you want Mac Jones next year if you could get him? I mean, I feel like the difference between Brock Purdy and Mac Jones is probably not large enough for me to say, like, go ahead and sure. get Mac Jones. On the other hand, I that's why I feel like Kirk Cousins, who has been – he's a veteran at this point, you know, has all the experience, has experience with Kyle Shanahan directly. 
I think that would weigh a little bit more than Brock Purdy, even if Brock Purdy has, you know, another good year here. Um, so I, I would prefer Cousins over Mac Jones if they both became available last season or next season. I would too. I, and there's so many people like coming at me as if I'm like the biggest Kirk Cousins fan in the world. I'm not. But the facts are the facts. The dude produces and he's done it for a long time. So you can poop on him if you want to. But like he's been better than any 49ers quarterback since Jeff Garcia. That is not opinion. That is fact. I agree. It's- yeah, we were getting some great comments. And I know everyone in the comments is like, no, Kirk Cousins, blah, puke on myself. <laughs> um, but you know what? Like like we said, we, we scoff at the idea, but at the same time, he's he would be the best quarterback Kyle Shanahan has had. Like that's that's just a fact from a production standpoint, from an experience standpoint. Um, he would be better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I can I can safely, you know, tell you that. Yep. Maybe not by a huge amount but what i like about kirk cousins is he can he can throw the deep ball um imagine kirk cousins with uh brandon Ayuk. because uh, this whole time we're like uh brandon Ayuk. he doesn't have the quarterback who can lift him to those heights that we know he can get to like brandon Ayuk, yeah thousand yards last year that was with uh jimmy garoppolo and you know brock purdy at quarterback but imagine with a quarterback who throws downfield is comfortable throwing that downfield a little more often than those guys. I mean, I think Ayuk would explode. He, you know, he'd probably be in the top five of wide receivers in that conversation, right? I agree completely. I look, Justin Jefferson's put up really good numbers with Kirk Cousins. I know Justin Jefferson's really good, but that doesn't just happen, right? You need it from both sides. Last point really quick from Moo. I love this point. The 49ers fan feels like he's already given this regime a lot of chances to figure out this quarterback situation. Fire the little rat talking to Breer now. That's a good point. You know, if, if Breer said the 49ers feel like they've given Trey Lance a lot of chances to take the starting quarterback job. Well, you know what? We've given Kyle Shanahan a lot of chances to find a franchise quarterback, and he hadn't done that either. So if you want to say that Trey's had too many chances and hasn't taken advantage, then you got to apply the same standard to this front office because they haven't been able to do it either. <laughs> Harsh, but it, it, it is true. Um, but yeah, no, the 49ers aren't going to quit talking to these media guys. The little rat is not going to get fired. <laughs> For all we know, the little rat is Kyle Shanahan. So or Lynch. Yeah, it could, could be any one of those guys. So When um, it was Harbaugh, it was Jed York. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's always someone who's, who's going to willingly talk, right? It doesn't make sense, but uh, these guys, they, they like to talk. And, uh, yeah, it's not going to stop now, and we'll see. Apparently, joint practice is going to be really important for Trey Lance's trade future. So we will find out. Thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat. We really appreciate all your support and the comments. Like and subscribe to the 49 Carats YouTube page. Like and subscribe to the Gold Standard Podcast YouTube page, please. And thank you if you want to become a YouTube channel member. That's going to cost you less than $3 a month, and I really do hope you consider it. Steph, thank you so much for letting me hop in here with Jason Outsick today. I mean, it wasn't my choice or anything. (laughs) Jay, feel better, Jay. We missed you, buddy. I love you, Rob. I feel like Trey Lance. We'll see you (laughs) next week. Peace.